0: The Big Footy Port Adelaide Podcast is proudly sponsored by New Vision. My
1: team, Power. I love the power. power. power.
0: I love the power. 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 Love Hi and welcome power. to the Big Footy Port Adelaide Podcast, a weekly show about the Port Adelaide Footy Club. I'm your host, and 19 and joining me as always, we've got co host Fishing Rick. How are you, buddy?
1: Yeah, great, Maco. What about you?
0: Always good, mate. Always good. Good work. It's been a That's good week. Like <laughs> and joining us for the first time on the podcast, we've got someone that normally likes to hang out in the background. We've got Luca.
2: G'day. Thanks for having me on, guys.
0: No worries.
1: Yeah, good for being
0: on. That's the worst intro I've ever done in my life.
2: Yeah, it was pretty harsh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for coming on, Luca. Um, let's find out about your Port background and how you came to support Port Adelaide.
2: All right, well, uh, I was uh, I was born and lived uh, about a block away from Albert and Oval on Fifth Avenue, I think, in Cheltenham. Yep. So I lived there from when I, was. <laughs> I was royalty, yeah. But I, I moved away when I was nine in 2000, so uh, we moved to Lawn actually. And until then, obviously, I I think I'd been to a couple of Magpies games, but I don't really know because I was too young and I wasn't really interested. <laughs> So we moved to Lawn and there was only footy there and cricket and netball, obviously. In country towns, they only have yep. netball and footy most of the time. So I started playing footy, and I started to really like it. And then we moved to Melbourne, and I played for school, and it was a lot of fun. So I started to get really interested, and I, you know, had to choose a team. But I was always a bit Port Adelaide, and because we were good then, I guess I just got more interested and jumped on the bandwagon, especially for 04.
0: Yep. Absolutely. And what's your favourite match?
2: My favourite match is, I have to go with the Collingwood final last year. That was a lot of fun. Yep. I was I was like exhausted by the time it started because I was nervous all day and then get to the game and I was almost asleep. But I remember after the game, I saw Boydman after the game just for a couple of minutes and he just had this surprised look on his face that he couldn't, he was just so shocked that we'd
1: beaten them.
0: Boydman, what a legend.
1: How come everyone's seen this Boyd man except for me? What oh, is I've he noticeable? Too, yeah. is, it, what's, is he noticeable at the footy? Does he rant at the footy as well? He's a nice guy. <laughs> he talks a lot.
0: No, he's but. a nice guy. Yeah, <sighs> yeah he's, he's a good guy. We'll have to
1: get him on the podcast, Macca.
0: Absolutely. I haven't seen him around for a while, actually. No, we're winning. I haven't seen him post for a long time.
1: I think he's a bit of a masochist, and he only likes to come on when we're losing badly. Fair enough. Yeah, he's way more positive now, though, I tell you what. Mm. Is he? Yeah. All right, let's put a call out to Boydie. We need to uh, get you on the podcast, Boydie.
0: Let's see. Yeah,
2: get him on. He'd love it. Okay.
0: <laughs> and who's your favorite player?
2: Uh, I thought about this. and I, My favorite past player is Gavin Wanganin, but a long way. I used to call him Rubberman, and I absolutely loved him. Yep. Um... My mum, too, actually. She doesn't like footy at all, but she used to watch just to see. Like in. And these days, I'd probably go with Wingard, but since he's pretty much everyone's favourite player, I thought I'd say Pollock as well. You and Jared Pollock. I love his enthusiasm. Two
1: good players.
0: Two very good players. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Two great players.
0: Awesome players. Fantastic. They're not,
1: and they're century. definitely not lurking in the shadows, those two players.
0: No, they're not. <laughs> 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 i got to change my username, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so how have you seen the start of this season Luke?
2: Uh it's been pretty good I guess it's uh, it's quite a shock really I thought we I thought there was a chance we could improve but it's just been ridiculous like Robbie Gray I mean you can't account for a player just gone from I mean he was best 22 but he's just about the best player around at the moment it's unbelievable and Jared Pollock and White as well just huge pickups We've got the
0: power to win, power to roll, come on, Port Adelaide aggression, we are the power from Port. Well look, let's get straight into it, it's Port Adelaide versus Melbourne at Alice Springs, it's Indigenous round, uh, we'll be playing on Saturday afternoon around about 12.40pm, um, we've got a 15-11 win-loss record against Melbourne and we've also won the last three, um, what are we expecting from the D's this week?
1: I think we're expecting a grind. They're they're going to probably try and uh, flood the uh, flood the stoppages and and really try and halt our um, our ball movement. I'd say macker and yep. I pulled out a couple of stats which I thought might help you guys with a a bit of a chat. Um, bounces, so running we're averaging twelve point seven to their five point seven. So they're obviously playing a very uh, uh, more possession type stagnant game plan, which also reflects in their disposals. Um, Their centre clearances, they're down on us. Their clearances are down on us. Uh, We outnumber them amazingly in the um, marks inside 50 by nearly six a game. And uh, our contested marks are up against them as well. So when you look at those sort of uh, key stats... Uh, unless they can really maintain possession and and have a a more superior disposal efficiency, which I don't think they they can, it's going to be a tough grind for them, I would imagine.
0: Yeah, I would think so. The only uh, stat where they really sort of defeat their opponent is in uh, contested possessions. That's the only one where they're up against their opponent. All the others, they're down. So, I mean... I guess you've probably got to expect that. They haven't really had a great start to the year. I mean, they were pretty dire um, in the first month. Their, their last two or three games have been very good. They've beaten a couple of decent sides in uh, in Richmond and Adelaide. Um, but yeah, I, I think they've got a lot of holes in their team and they're still trying to come to grips with uh, Paul Rue's uh, coaching and game style, I think.
2: They're looking a lot better, though. People were hmm. saying, are they going to go 0-22? and 22? Which I think was a bit silly, but... It, you know, they looked like it, I guess. Yeah, but they'll come, out of. they'll come at us. They'll come at us big time. Yeah. But as long as we go, as long as we just pressure them, I don't see too much trouble with this one.
1: Well, it was always uh, it was always going to take a while for them to adjust to uh, Paul Ruse's style, and yeah. you could tell from the day dot that they were playing a very possession orientated game style, and and they just couldn't work it out in the beginning what they were supposed to do. And you're right, the, their form in the last four weeks is. Uh, has been quite respectable. So yeah. it's one of I mean, those they're, they're coming from
0: a long way back and their skills aren't up to it, aren't up to it, to playing Polri's uh, game style at the moment, I don't think, but they'll probably get there in a couple of years' time, I would think.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think we've shown that, you know, the media gets too hung up on teams being uh, 10 years away from recovery. I don't... It doesn't have to be that long if you if you... Yeah, you know, and I mean we're great with hindsight now, I guess, but you know, as if you get a good coach that knows the game plan and the play, and can articulate that to the assistant coaches and the players, well then you're halfway there, aren't you?
2: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and people get caught up in, you know, we're five years away or whatever. That's doesn't work like that. You just have a good year and you go for it.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: I mean they've actually got a very, very good midfield, I think, Melbourne. That's uh that's gonna be their key to winning. Um you know, guys like Nathan Jones is a very good player. Dom Tyson's ha- had a fantastic start to his career this year at Melbourne. Um, <laughs> Bernie Vince, he's you know we all know about him. He's a very good player. Uh, Daniel Cross can get heaps of the ball. Um, Matt Jones isn't too bad. I mean, they've they've got a very good sort of first midfield. Um, you know, they their forward line is pretty deplorable. I have to say, their, their only player that averages more than one goal a game is uh, Chris Dawson. He's out suspended this week.
2: That's hard. Yeah, they don't. I don't. I don't think they'll get too much done up there. But as long as they just want to pressure us and try and get goals yeah. off the ground, I think.
1: Yeah, well, that that's exactly right. I, they're going to just try and grind it out. They're just they're just going to try and slow us down. And you know, Paul Rose identified that on TV earlier in the week uh, on Foxtel that um, you know our run and carry is uh, our weapon. And and obviously he's going to. Uh, try and devoid us of that and I thought Hawthorne probably last week um was probably has been obviously the best team so far this year but I mean they were so defensively astute with their structures and advanced um I don't see Melbourne in that same category so uh I think we should be able to pull them apart and you know I'm glad that we're playing at Alice Springs uh instead of Darwin as well I mean if I'm right the last time we played at Alice was West Coast last year in the pre-season. Is that right?
0: Yeah, I believe so,
1: yep. Yeah, and I mean, we had a, you know, that was one of those one, unexpected it Richmond, wins. Wasn't it? I thought it was West Coast. Because mm-hmm. I thought we played Sydney and West Coast last pre-season. You <laughs> know, I'm getting, I'm getting old, old-timers, Macca. It's a president
2: uh, game, who cares?
1: <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I guess the point for me was uh, well, I wasn't expecting us to sort of get up over that and we actually played quite well there. And, you know, we have I've got horror mem- memories over the last five years of us and, and playing in the Northern Territory, especially in Darwin. So uh, I'm going to hang my hat on any uh, sort of uh, good news we've got with the Northern Territory uh, excursions.
2: Yeah, I'm glad we're not playing there. we always just terrible the next week when we play up in Darwin. Hopefully it's not too similar in Alice Springs. I don't know.
1: No, the weather's supposed to be 22, I think, so uh, it should be a lot more uh, suitable for uh, the Adelaide weather. Yep.
0: So we've made uh, three changes to the side. Angus Monfries, Hamish Hartlett and Dom Cassisi come out, either with uh, injury or suspension. Um, any surprises with the three ins? We've, we're seeing uh, Andrew Moore for the first time this year, Jakey Need for the first time this year, and Paul Stewart for his second game this year.
2: Yeah, I think they're all surprises, aren't they? I don't know. Because I didn't expect any changes, and then suddenly Cassisi and Montrese are out with Harld as well. But Stuart, Stuart, you'd expect to come in first, I guess, because he's just always very solid and he just he never lets you down, I guess. And Moore's similar to him, actually, I think. But he's yeah. been he's been in really good form, hasn't he, in the soundful
0: Moore's been in great form, yeah. Um, he was out suspended last week. Um, so he's coming from a week off, which I guess is uh, which I guess is handy for him.
2: Yeah, that, that's why I was surprised he came in. To be honest,
0: I thought Newton probably would have got a, another go ahead of him, but um, but that's all right. It's good to see Andrew back in the side.
2: Yeah, he's, he was very good last year, especially in the finals. He was solid. So yeah.
1: I got a feeling Ken's sort of testing our list out a little bit as well with the players that he you know that he wants to have a look at. And, um, you know, probably that's part of the reason maybe why Butcher wasn't called up either. You know, obviously he's got things that he needs to work on that we all talk about. And, um, but and in addition to that, I guess Ken's also uh, this season showing that he's been a like-for-like like sort of uh, selection um, process this year. So whoever gets injured, the, that position's being replaced most times. Um, so when you when you look at that sort of logic, uh, they're pretty uh, respectable changes and I think Moore deserves his chance. Newton's had a chance and I'm sure he'll get another chance, but that would probably be the only other one that might have been questionable, maybe Moore or Stewart for, for Newton to get another opportunity.
0: Yep. Should yeah. this have been the week where Butch came back in
1: the side? I was keen for him. I th- I, I'm still an advocate. I know some people on the forum this week have been... Uh, disagreeing with that I guess but I'm a big advocate, I think we need another tall up there I, I do think West Off would probably be the beneficiary from that, from a structural perspective yep. um, I, I could have seen the benefit of maybe uh, instead of Stewart having Butcher in the side to give us that extra tall target um, and Sydney showing us at the moment three tolls is possible so uh, yeah it would have been good but I can see Paul Stewart, the reasons for Paul Stewart as well
2: yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't know too much about bringing Butcher in because I saw him against North and he really wasn't very good against North. And if he was going to get dropped for that, yep. I don't expect to see him back anytime soon. But he's, it sounds like he's been kicking a lot of goals. But I think he just needs to be taking big marks and really having an impact to get yep. it. Because like, we're top of the competition. You need to be playing well to get in. Yep. And if he just comes in and he needs to do more than... Jump at packs and things like that. He needs to be taking big marks. We've really...
0: certainly been kicking goals. It's just a matter of him um, actually getting his hands on the ball a bit more and staying in the contest a little bit longer, I think. Yeah. As you said, he, he does need to take a few more marks and, and really hit the contest a bit harder. Um, I thought this week probably would have been a good week to bring him back in against Melbourne um, just to see what he could do, um, to see how he go with a, a three prong uh, toll forward attack again. Um, but look, Jakey Knee's been in very, very good form as well, and he really does deserve his spot.
2: Yeah, I'm really happy to see him, and he's really fun to watch that guy. Yep. Um, I think it's a factor that we're playing in Northern Territory that he comes in as well, because, you know, it's his home area, so it's nice to have him come in, and you've got to appreciate that, you know, we're there to entertain the people there, so...
0: yeah. Plus, he's probably more like-for-like for, like for Monfries than anyone else on our list at the moment, so...
2: Yeah, the question was Sam Gray, I think, that was what people were raising, whether him or Sam Gray would come in.
1: Yeah, I guess, uh, again, it's sort of that list evaluation as well, though, isn't it? Sam Gray's had a bit of a taste. Jakey hasn't had an opportunity from last year, and he's in good form, so uh, give him a go and uh, rotate around and see how everyone's going to go. And I don't have a problem with Jakey, you know, I reckon he's a great player. I loved watching him play last year. I loved his tackles, so hopefully he can deliver that, and... I guess the other question is, Macca, we didn't bring in Clory like with part of my um, suggestion last week, maybe Clory and throw Jackson forward, but maybe with Melbourne's depleted forward line, maybe that's something they might look at anyway and throw, swing Jackson forward maybe in a centre-half forward a bit, bit more and provide a tall target with Jackson instead.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't really expect them to line up this way, but they've, they've named five tolls in their forward line, Melbourne at the moment, with James Frawley, Jack Watts, Jeremy Howe, Max Gorn, and uh, Cam Peterson.
2: How tall is no. Jeremy Howe? He doesn't seem that tall. Well, he's so, about
0: 191, I think.
2: Oh, okay. Just, he always goes off for big marks, there. It's an exciting player.
1: That <laughs> ain't going to last, because if we bring the ball to ground, we'll just annihilate him. He'll yeah. just run it out so quickly, it, it won't be funny. Yeah, yeah
2: they're probably so, not expecting it to get up there very often, so they wanted to be taking the chances when they get them,
1: so what about cassisi um being out is a is that you think that's a being arrest being rested for a game or legitimately he was, injured?
2: he was injured i think I, I don't see why they would take him out otherwise um, he's He's an important player I think back there people bang on about his he makes a few mistakes every now and then, but he's really solid I think.
0: It could be he's got a few knocks and bruises and they've chosen to rest him and just call it knee-sorners. Mm. I mean, if you're going to rest players, it's prob- this is probably, you know, as good a week as any to do it. Dom's had a pretty good start to the year. It's probably the first time he's played, um, what, 10 games in a row for a, a few years, so he's probably deserving of a rest, you would think.
1: Mm. Yeah. Well, I guess the a-
0: question is, if, uh, if Moore does play really well, as we expect... Can Dom get back in the side?
2: Yeah, I'd expect Dom to come back into the side, no doubt.
1: Just because well, he's possibly really another like. question. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, um, look, it's gonna, it's it, there has to come a time. I think, I think um, Ken's going to sort of stick with him for the bulk of the year. But look, fingers crossed. Andrew Moore um, delivers and, and finally shows us what we know he can do, like he did last year, and actually does put pressure in bringing Conceici uh, back in the side. But, I don't, uh, sorry,
2: sorry I, keep don't, going. I don't think that uh, Moore's necessarily the one that came in for Conceici because plays in the back lines, and Moore doesn't play in the back lines, does he?
0: So I don't, no, I don't think he's the out. Moore's probably more of a centre square midfielder, but he's done, you know, he plays pretty much everywhere at AFL level. Um, and I guess there has been the thought that, um, you know, Dom's been in the side because Moore got injured, you know, in round one and all that sort of stuff. So
2: Yeah, they're similar body shape, I guess, but I, I think they're quite different players, to be honest. Moore seems yeah. to get a lot more of the
1: ball and got a better I think discipline. a lot, of, a lot of people compare Moore and Dom, um, sort of similar sort of roles, that inside contested player. Uh, sort of extracting it out, <clears throat> so I think that's where the comparisons are coming.
0: Yeah. yeah, but Dom really doesn't really do that anymore. He's pretty much played in a back pocket all year, Dom. I would think yeah, he has.
2: Mm. He's really strong inside. Though. He just gets the ball and doesn't get tackled. It's really yeah. weird. It's really good player.
1: So who are we looking for? What sort of what sort of game style are we going to deliver this week? Are we going to? I thought Hawthorne really was fantastic in locking down our run um, do you think Melbourne will be able to do the same
0: I think Melbourne will be uh, trying to play possession footy um, they'll try and hang on to it as much as possible they'll be playing a short style of game um, and I think they'll be throwing plenty of players back to try and uh, to try and block our space inside 50 um, so it's up to us to win the ball um, which is the the number one step in the midfield that's uh, that's probably Melbourne's only specialty is winning the hard hardball. So we've got to make sure that our midfielders can do that first. Um, and then getting it inside 50 um, before Melbourne can sort of set up behind the plate. Yeah. So I would hope that um, that we can really sort of, um, you know, play quite a, a fast, very attacking style of footy, get it in there very quick. And, you know, I, I hope we go out there with a, a pretty ruthless attitude this week.
2: Yeah, that's what we need to do. Just need to go at them because they're, it's it's a case of we're the better side, so they need to put us off our game. But if we do the same to them, yeah. what are they going to do? They're going to be under pressure and make a lot of mistakes, and we'll just punish them. Yeah. We're the best side, are we the best side in the competition for goals from turnovers? I I think it's close.
0: I think we're either first or second. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and that's, sort of, that's where it all. That's where it's going to be one. I think. Yep.
1: Yeah. So what about um, West off the last? You know, he's dominated against Melbourne in the last. Uh, previous five games being uh, statistically one of the best. Do you think uh, they've got a player to match up with him? Could this be the game where he might break his uh, little mini rut that he's been going through?
0: It'll be interesting to see who they really play on him. I mean, normally you would think maybe Lyndon Dunn might get the job. You know, they might throw Jack Watts on him uh, to try and see if he can run with him. Um, Jack Grimes is another. uh, Maybe Jeremy Howe, depending on where he plays as well. Um. But yeah, I mean he's probably my key player this week, Westy. He really needs to hit the scoreboard. He hasn't kicked a goal in five weeks. Um it's time for him to deliver.
1: Mm.
2: Yeah, I he it's a good game, but he hasn't recently, I guess. He was good last week. I thought he was quite important last week, to be honest.
0: Yeah. He's, he hasn't been playing bad. He's been playing alright. Um but he he really does need to get into more goal scoring um positions. He's only had two scoring shots since uh since round four, I think.
2: Yeah, it's weird. Him and Schultz were both really struggling last week, inside mm. 50.
0: And I guess this is the thought process of uh, maybe we should have brought Butcher back in uh, just to take some pressure off.
2: Yeah, I, I don't think he would have added. Like, If they're already struggling and you had him, he'd probably just struggle too, I feel. I, don't, I could be wrong, but mm. that's my gut feeling.
1: I'm really keen to watch um, Jay Kennedy-Harris. I don't know about you guys, but I've found him to be uh, a very uplifting player in Melbourne's sort of dark time here this year. He, yeah. um, you know, not because it's Aboriginal round, um, you know, but he, he just provides a, a bit of zip and a bit of spark and enthusiasm to that Mel- Melbourne team. And, uh, I've, I've really enjoyed watching him play.
2: Yeah. He's I haven't seen much. Malik, but I, I saw the highlights and I saw him kick an ice goal, but yeah, I don't really know him very well. So I'm excited to see what they look like a little bit, I guess. I think I'm excited to see if, uh, Tom Tyson has a good game. He looks like he's in good form as well.
0: Yeah.
1: I thought you didn't rate Tyson, Macca.
0: No, very much so. Very much so.
1: I thought you were critical of his, or was it Sheedy from West Coast, you were were critical of his kicking down the line?
0: Sheed. Yeah, it would have been Sheed. It was Sheed? Yep. I think Dom Tyson's a great player. I think his foot skills uh, were quite poor to start the year, but, you know, he's had... He's pretty much mirrored the same career line as, uh, as Polek has. You know, he, he really struggled at GWS to, uh, uh, to get a game. He's gone back home and has just uh, been lightning ever since going back home this year.
2: Yeah, and he's playing in a worse side as well, so
1: it's yeah. pretty impressive.
0: Yep. He's finally showing why he's a uh, you know, top three draft pick.
1: We probably shouldn't neglect the fact either that it's uh, Robbie Gray's 100th AFL game this week as well. Absolutely. He, what a star! He's finally yeah. got there and got his name on the locker.
0: I think he's missed uh, something like seventy games of football uh, since his uh, since his debut season, which is uh, quite incredible, really. You know, he's he's had a pretty tough run with it. He's had a lot of injuries. Um, it's taken him a while to get going. Um, he had a great year, in, I think two thousand and ten. Um, but you know, this is probably the story of the year. Robbie Gray for us, I would think.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I, there was a point there where you thought, "Is this guy going to keep getting injured?" And he does his knee, and it's, it looked really tragic. But then he's just he's come back from it, and it's it's amazing, really.
0: Yeah, and it was such a horrendous knee injury as well. I mean, that's one of the most um, you know heart wrenching injuries that I've seen in footy. I reckon. Yeah, that, um, that was pretty pretty graphic.
1: <laughs> well, like Luke has said, he's one of the form players in the. Uh, Competition, isn't he, at the moment?
2: Yeah. Absolutely. Yep, he's the best looking too. So that's a good. It's that's a good a, thing.
1: He's the best looking. <laughs>
0: he's an attractive man, Robbie.
1: Is he? Yep. I haven't really paid that much attention. I'll, I'll make sure I'll uh, have to gaze. I'll, I will. I'll have to gaze a little bit <laughs> <further> next time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, he's really good. I, He's just been unbelievable. Um, his center clearances are really crucial and he kicks goals every week. It's just it's amazing.
1: Yeah, you could put an argument that he he might be the second best form player in the uh, in the AFL behind Gary Ablett at the moment. He he his start of the season for us has been, you know, amazing, really, and beyond my expectation. So um hopefully he keeps it up.
0: Well, yeah, I didn't. I... you'd have him as a definite top 10 player in the AFL this season to date. Absolutely. Yeah. Maybe not second, but definitely top 10.
1: Oh, it may be equal. Yeah. Come yeah, on. Yeah, clear Ferris as well. This is, uh, yeah. this is the port show, Macca. We're allowed to uh, exaggerate a little bit. Come on. True.
0: <laughs> He's got much nicer hair than Ablett as well. So.
1: Yep. <laughs> it's better looking than Ablett as well. <laughs> so. Yeah. so what about the, um, the sub discussion who's going to be sub this week surely not aaron young again
2: no i I think it'd be need probably it looks like just because i figured like we brought him in but we've already got a lot of small fast players so i'd 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 expect he could be the sub or who's who's on the bench paul stewart as well and mitchell mitchell yeah maybe mitchell then actually
0: i reckon more i reckon more might be sub
2: it's, is he on the
1: bench? He's not on the bench. No, he's named on the ground.
0: No, I don't think that really matters. Doesn't it? No. Nah.
1: I suppose not, but... I probably wouldn't mind Kay Mitchell being the sub.
0: Yeah, yeah I... he would have been my next pick. Yeah.
2: What do you think Melbourne's chances are? I, re- I reckon they're probably like one in, 1 in 10 chance, maybe. Something like that. Maybe 15% of winning this game. I feel like it, we're, that, we're that strong.
0: I would say a two percent chance of winning. I I really don't think they're going to win this game, um, but in the end, it all comes down to us. I think it's you know it's not unfair to say that we're clearly the better team. We've got more experience. Uh, we're cleaner with the ball. We're stronger over the ball. We've got better skills, more goal scoring potential, better defence, better midfield. You know, something really really drastic is going to have to go wrong for us to lose this game. I would yeah, exactly.
2: But it happens. It, you know, there's it usually one or two. Like, we're going to lose a game to a team like Melbourne this year, probably. It usually happens, so...
1: no, Yeah, but this is a different team, so hopefully it doesn't.
2: Yeah. I, don't, I, don't I don't mean it be because pretty it's pretty Adelaide. I just mean the best team usually loses one or two games to a worst team. It just happens. Mm.
1: I wonder... I mean, I think it could be sort similar to, like, a, a North Melbourne scenario, maybe, if, uh, if we were to get a few early injuries, which was uh, to deplete our running power. Um, you know that might give Melbourne a chance, but you know to sound a bit arrogant, I just can't give them a chance of winning at all, unless our boys come in monumentally complacent into the game, which I find highly unlikely. They seem to be switched on at the moment. Yeah. Um, you know, I just think you know Melbourne just doesn't have the goods at this point in time or the game plan um, to come up against us. If we, you know, referring back to those stats earlier. Um, you know, six marks inside 50 differential, that's an extra six shots on goal from marks, you know, set shots. You know, so if that's Jay Schultz, for example, that's probably an extra five goals in our favour. So, and then when you look at the uh, inside 50 stats as well, it's... You know they're going to be focusing heavily on defence, as Macus suggested, which means uh, it's going to give us a great opportunity to attack, and we, we'd have to play pretty dumb football, um, I think, to really get exposed.
2: Yeah, they'd need to be lucky, and you get the feeling if they led all day that we could just come back right at the end.
0: Well, look, let's go on to the big four questions, um, Luca, mate. I might start with you, mate. Whose time is it to stand up?
2: time is it to stand up? Well I was wondering about this question, is it 'cause I I had two that I thought maybe, but I'm gonna go with Jasper Pittard. Jasper Damn
0: you. Pittard. <laughs>
2: um I think he's he's been making a lot of mistakes and he needs to cut that out of his game and that's that's all I mean by time I don't think he needs to do too much. I think he just you'd hope to see him cut out these these mistakes that he makes. I think he gets quite he panics a lot and he can't deal with that. Yep. as well as other players. Like, he's kicking just... Like, he makes a bad decision, and then he's, he's kicking, lets him down on top of it. So I think he just needs to know his limits and stick to percentages. What about you guys? Who do you think it's time I to I think
0: take? Rick's in tears.
1: I'm not happy. <laughs>
2: I'm sorry. i <I'm> angry. <laughs> I love Joseph Hedard, but I just thought he's the one. You know,
1: he was unfairly criticised for that area last week, Yeah, you know, where he uh, went for the big swipe, which and, one? He made did, about five. He did not. You know the one. Kane Mitchell sold wow. him into trouble, gave him a handball where he was hot, and Jasper knew that he couldn't grab it, and he had to just try and kick it off the ground. If he grabbed it, he would have got nailed. Mm. You know? But people don't look at it objectively like that. They just want to pick on him and say, we have to have a whipping boy all the time, and uh, I refuse to let him be whipped by us Port supporters. Yeah, you know, yes, he had a couple of goals, but we were coming up against a great side. And you know what? If you match up Jasper Pittard and Matthew Broadbent's game last week, um, you know there wasn't too much difference between the two, really. But no one's critical of Broadbent.
2: Yeah, there's not, there's not much difference. It's just he makes a couple more mistakes, and they're quite horrid-looking mistakes that you remember them. So, yeah, it's he's a really good, he's a good player. I think he deserves the spot in the side and all that. I, I just think he's probably the one
1: in the side at the moment who's making the don't, Those mistakes. Don't try and make it up to me and Jasper now. Your da- <laughs> the damage is done. Yeah. The hate mail is coming your way. <laughs> so I guess I think... The, Luke the problem- is going
0: to have to start lurking again in the background.
1: He is. I, <laughs> I think the problem mistake. for Jasper is, though, that because he's really actively trying to take the game on, um, you know, it's that high-risk role where it does lead to him being sort of glaringly exposed by us fans when... I'm I'm
0: going to disagree with that because I reckon when he takes the game on, he's fantastic because he's using his instincts. It's when he sort of doubles back and has a think about it and holds on to it, and you can see the sort of different options ticking over in his mind where he tends to stuff it up.
1: But maybe sometimes there's nothing up the ground to kick it to.
0: Yeah, that's what it is. It's that he doesn't have options, or he waits a little bit
2: too long, and the options come. But he just panics and he'll get this this is why I I want him on the
0: wing, so he can just run forward, bang. Kick it inside 50. Whenever he's played on a wing, he's been just about our best player.
2: Yeah, it's, it's a lot easier for you up there. But he's a great... I think he's a good defender. I I
1: think yeah. he does the job down there.
0: He's certainly improved in that area. Well, Rick, whose time is it um, to stand up, mate?
1: Well, anyway, that was our Jasper segment for the week <laughs> so, for the fans. that would love that. P- I, sure we'll, that on, gone. I was honestly going to say Jasper as well, um, but I'll, uh, I'm going to go to his fellow half-back flanker that I mentioned earlier. Uh, you know, Brodie had a great start to the year, and in the last four weeks, um, I think he's really uh, hasn't been overly convincing. Not, not that I want him dropped, seeing we're travelling so well, but i just like him to increase his... Uh, performance level to a higher standard where we know that he can uh, operate as uh, as one of our main defensive players. Yep. Uh, so hopefully we can get him uh, out of that sort of fumbly mode and a little bit more confident. And, uh, you know, if we can get both Jasper and Broadbent running the lines convincingly, um, you know, that's going to be a good, good sign for us for this game.
0: Absolutely. Not two very fine colds there. I'm going to say Justin Westoff. We've already spoken about him a little bit, but you know, he has been playing further outside the Ford 50, so he hasn't really had a lot of goal scoring opportunities. He hasn't kicked a goal since round four, but I think this week he really needs to sort of push forward and take that scoreboard pressure off of Schultz um, and really kick a bag of goals this week. I'd love to see him come out and take 10 marks and kick you know, a, a bit of a mini bag of three or four goals. Yeah, I'd love to
2: see him play the way he did against Adelaide, was it, that yep. second quarter? That was... He's due.
1: He is due, and I think it's a good time, well-timed call, Macca, because uh, he's done well against Melbourne in recent history, so hopefully he can continue that one.
0: Yep.
2: I thought he looked better against Hawthorne than the week before as well, so yeah. I think he's he's coming
1: into it. Yeah.
0: Well, Rick, who is your danger man? I'm
1: going to take the obvious one, uh, one and only one, Nate Jones. I'd really like to uh, see us uh, negate him. Uh, the interesting choice will be, who do we play on him? Uh, maybe that might be Andrew Moore's role. I, I don't know if Kane would be strong enough for Nate, but um, he's the one that I'd like to target.
0: Yep, I like that.
2: I think he plays well every game as well.
0: Yeah.
2: I was having a look. I don't, he doesn't seem to be much of a barometer for him, at least. But he'll play well.
0: Mm. What about you, Luca? Who's your danger man?
2: <laughs> well, I haven't seen much of Melbourne, but I had a look at their stats and tried to figure out who plays well when they win and that sort of thing. And I think Dom Tyson is the the key here. If we can shut him down, I don't, I don't see the rest of them creating enough because he looks like he creates a lot and he has big games when they win.
0: That's it. Yep, you've uh, stolen my thunder there because I've picked uh, Dom Tyson as well. I think the focus is going to be on Jones. Um, who goes on Jones, I'm not too sure, but you know he's their key midfielder. Um, and you've also got Bernie Vince on the outside there. He's probably their second best midfielder. I think Tyson could therefore sneak under the radar a little bit. I think he's a very, very good inside mid. He's got improving foot skills and he's capable of getting large amounts of the ball. Um, so he's definitely one that um, could sneak under the radar and, and cause us a few issues this week.
2: Yeah, I had Bernie. I was thinking about Bernie Vince. He's he seems like a bit of. I always thought he was a bit of a match winner. Like he can just turn it on and kick big goals at yeah. big moments and things like that. And he's their biggest inside fifty as well, along with Nathan Jones with four a game, something yeah. like that.
0: And he's got a good history against Port Adelaide as well. Yeah, exactly. Bernie.
2: That's why I think he's a good player because <laughs> he's always good <laughs>
0: against us. All right, Luca. Uh, the key to winning.
2: Well, it's just. We just got to pressure on. We just got to put pressure on all game and stop them from having any space or time to make decisions. And then they'll they'll mess up because they're a young side. They can't deal with that situation as well. So yeah. just pressure them. Get the turnovers. Kick goals from them. It's easy, as you like. That's do the it. thing we always do. Where we, I think we've taken Geelong's game plan, and I figured it out this year that you just you just flood back, and then it's hard for them to score. And you always attack the corridor, so you get the most out of your opportunities when you have the ball. And even if you turn it over in the corridor because you've flooded back, you can win it back again. So that's what we'll do to them.
0: Yep. I like it. What about you, Rick?
1: I think composure matter. Um, I just don't want us uh, uh, bombing it in repeatedly into the um, our forward 50, especially if uh, we give Melbourne an opportunity to flood back. So I think if we can have uh, smarter... Uh, uh inside 50 deliveries i'm trying to think of a game maca where me and you were commenting and we weren't happy with the the bombing into the forward line was it the west coast game perhaps but there was a game where recently where it was, it was Frio. Where, yeah it could have been yeah it was Frio. you know we just it was pretty dumb and i mean melbourne's going to try and play a bit of a Frio os sort of game as well so hopefully we can learn a bit from that Frio game and uh and just be a bit more composed and, uh, and really think our way through um, getting into attack and delivering to the right option.
0: Yep. Well, my key to winning this week is just don't be complacent. You know, they, I think they've had the extra week off because of the buy. Um, we've got a few changes to our side as well. We've just got to go out there with the right mindset um, and look to dominate the game from the beginning. If we can get off to a good start, as we have done in the last few weeks, You know, kick the first three or four goals, um, get on the front foot. You know, I think we should be in store for a big win.
1: Yeah, you'd think so. All
0: right, Rick. Prediction time. How much is Melbourne going to win by? I'm
1: going to uh, take uh, Port by uh, 65
0: points. Yep. I like that. Lurker.
2: Yeah, I had us by seventy. I thought I. I think it's pretty clear that we're gonna be way too good.
0: Yep. Absolutely. I'm gonna pick Melbourne. Sorry, uh, Port by uh, <laughs> forty two points.
1: <laughs> you must be confident if you pick and Port.
0: I am very it's... confident. We should win. Um, I'm gonna pick a uh, conservative forty two points, but I'd really like to see a, a ten plus goal win this week.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, I think it's not too much to expect, honestly. Mm. We'd think this week and next week could do our percentage um, uh, chances really good. Yeah. Don't get upset that... if
2: we don't, though. Everyone seems to like the oh, GWS
1: no. game. Jeez. No, yeah, but That's... GWS was a bit of a, a different one, wasn't it? You know, we were in a in probably the worst place to play football where the players were half frozen. So, you know, we yeah. were sort of probably robbed a bit of an opportunity there to, with the percentage margin, especially with the conditions too. So, um Uh, yeah look I'd I'd imagine if it stays dry there's no there wouldn't be too many excuses for us to uh, really have a reasonable differential especially I mean if Sydney can beat Geelong by about 90 points at the moment you know um, we should be able to exert our influence especially over the next two weeks that's for sure
0: absolutely all right Luca thanks for coming on Uh, it's been great to talk to you about Port Adelaide
2: yeah no worries thanks thanks for having
1: me it's been fun
0: not a problem at all. And, Rick, as always, buddy.
1: You're welcome, mate. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Because there could be something shortly.
0: Yes. All right, guys. Go Port Adelaide.
1: Go Port.
2: On the pair.
0: On the pair. The heat's on in the kitchen. Oh, look and at this. simple. Good attack from Galapagos Carlisle. He left it.
1: Yeah. Wow.